Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, this is Crystal Veda from the best production company in the world, Quartzo Studios. You're listening to my favorite boys, Zero Dark Nerdy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Zero Dark Nerdy, the world's most notorious pop culture podcast. This is your host, Brian, a.k.a. El Nino, and today I'm joined with... Ryan Saber, Captain Cleveland Browns, Cavs, Indians, C-L-E, till I die. And we have a very, very special guest in the building. On behalf of the movie Dreamcatcher from Corso Studios, we have Crystal Veda joining us in the house. <laughs> Crystal, <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm just perfect. <laughs> my power, my power just went out. And um, so I'm rolling with it. And you guys bring a smile to my face. So to answer your question, I'm doing fabulous. How are you guys going? Hey, we're doing good. Even better now to, to have you on the show. So I Absolutely. know you are you are right now in the middle of this promotional tour for Dreamcatcher uh, coming out this Friday, March 5th. This episode will actually air next week, but March 5th on demand and digital. So if you don't mind, you know, tell us, tell the the public who has not been fortunate enough, like we have to actually watch the film, but will I'm sure will be. Tell us a little bit about Dreamcatcher, how it came about, obviously your affiliation with, with your studio, with your brother, and uh, go from there. Sure. Um, so this is my second feature. My producing partner is my brother, Brandon, and this is our first film under our new production banner called Forza Studios. And what we do is we specialize in making young adult content, like just really cool, trendy, whatever that we feel like kind of is speaking to us. Like we say, if we get goosebumps, like we're onto something. And um, and with this one, with our writer-director, Jacob Johnson, this is his uh, direct, directorial debut. He uh, And he worked at Marvel. We'll get into that. He worked at Marvel for almost eight years. Okay. Um, but we, and we've been developing projects for five, uh, since 2015. Long story short, we have the same exact taste. We're all 90s kids. And so we decided that Dreamcatcher is a love letter to the 90s. So if you grew up watching movies like I know you did last summer or Scream or Urban Legends or uh, just teaching Mrs. Tingle, you know, during those days, everything was much different than it is now. And you had to like reach people on their pager. And, you know, if you're if you're like the cool one, you got a cell phone. So everything's much different. And we just really wanted to do an homage uh, to Wes Craven, who Brandon and I had the privilege to work our, our last feature on with him and just really say, you know what, let's, let's do it. Let's do the best that we can. Let's put our best foot forward and throw, you know, caution to, you know, no caution to the wind. And let's just like, let's just have fun and go for it. And so that's what it's, here we are. We made this movie, Gosh, we started casting it 2018, shot it January, February 2019. And um, we took a lot of time with post-production because it's an independent film. Right. And then the global pandemic hit. So this movie has been pushed four times, which is crazy. Like it's absolutely, I mean, it's a it's a it feels like it's been forever. Yeah. So to be on this press tour right now, it's really, really fun because you know, the kind of year that everybody's had to be able to talk about something that you've done and for it to see the light of day, here we are. So there's a lot to be grateful for. 
Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And the only place you should be betting on these sports is at betonline.ag. BetOnline covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. BetOnline has hundreds of props with real-time odds on almost anything you can imagine. And of course, the 24-hour online casino. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So, all right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go off. We're gonna go off the movie for a second. <laughs> I want. I want to ask you a question about you. You're from Southern California, right? Mm-hmm. You live in Southern California now, but in between there, you went to school in London. So you've done this Southern Cal, London, back to SoCal. Just talk about that experience, and then while you're telling us about that, tell me the one thing you miss most about London. Gosh, what great questions. You're taking me back in time. Yes, yeah, so total Orange County girl. I mean, I was born and raised in a, in a town 35 minutes outside of LA, like Hollywood, and a, a town called Whittier. And then I and then I went moved to Orange County. So Orange County, LA girl. When I turned 18, moved to Hollywood and never looked back. Uh, and then my family, the way they are is I, I gave a year of uh, going to college. That just wasn't for me. But my family is pretty... Uh, they're very supportive creatively. However, they really are firm believers in whatever it is you're going to do to really educate yourself, whatever that means, because it doesn't matter what field you're in, but you really do need to kind of dive head first. So I applied for what I think is the world's best school for acting. And it's London. And I think still to this day, I'll still say London. That's where the theater originated from. And so I needed to do something that scared me. So I applied and I got in and I don't even know if I actually really thought that I was ever going to get in Uh and I got in and I'm like, was born and raised in in Southern California doing TV, you know, just the kind of work that you do in Hollywood. And so to go, that was the first time internationally by myself and and being in a school where everybody is so intelligent and they're so well-versed in classic literature Shakespeare where, you know, they're like real theater, like full on. And I was not. So I definitely bit way more than I could chew. And it was really, uh, I got so ahead of myself. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten ahead of yourself. That was for sure a time. And, um, but I stuck with it, you know, and it scared the living heck out of me. And I think it was the best thing for me because ever since then, I just realized like that that's where you grow is when you're uncomfortable and you scare yourself, you realize like, yeah, it's going to be scary, but you know, what's more scary is not going after your dreams and having to sit back and wonder like what my life would have been like if I didn't have the courage. So, you know, I came back to LA, pursued acting and producing and, you know, really just took what I learned from that experience and applied it. And a very long story short, Ryan, I miss it. I really miss it because there's a different, culture that um english and british people have mm-hmm. and i i don't know how you guys were brought up but i think that somewhere along the lines us americans kind of like maybe got a little too casual maybe not maybe maybe that's up for debate but i think that they have well the east coast has it but there's just a level of like old school old school values principles and sophistication that they yeah 
still manage while like still being in 2021. And I really miss, I really miss all my friends out there. So, um, you know, as we were doing some some research on you, we saw that you were a part of some national campaigns where you were younger, McDonald's, Nissan, Disney. Talk a little bit about that that kind of process as a kid, you know, growing up into, I don't want to say the lifestyle, but, you know, starting off with these amazing national campaigns. And I think Sable will follow up with, with one of them after. But and, and, and definitely in regards to those three, it's not like these are three brands that nobody's ever heard of. So um, obviously these are national worldwide brands. How, how was that? And then how did it feel for you kind of the first couple of times seeing yourself on these ads too, and especially at such a young age? You know what? It's like a hamster wheel. Like you, you, you built, you like put it up on this pedestal. Like it's going to be this thing and you like go on the hamster wheel and then you, and then you accomplish something, whatever that is. And you get there and then you realize like, Oh, it's not that big of a deal, you know, because I don't I take my career very seriously. Like I really do. I don't take myself seriously, though. I think if I think you can lose yourself if you do. We're, we're artists. We're making art like motion art. We're, we're here to entertain. Uh, I consider myself one of the luckiest you know, human beings on on the planet that I get to be able to do that. And so I just always try to remember, like, chill out. Like, there's people out there that are really doing, like, <laughs> um, amazing. Not to say that, not to discredit what we do, but like, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you 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 work and you get you get somewhere, and and then you just want more, and you think like, okay, well, I've gotten this national campaign, now I want this, and you just kind of like keep going. And I think as long as that passion or bug, it kind of like speaks to you or whatever, whatever you relate to, as long as you have that, just keep going with it because it's there for a reason. I think one of the most interesting things about you and probably one of the coolest things about you is you've really worked with your family through a large portion of your life, right? Very early age, your, your godmother, who was the the, the hairstylist to the stars now, uh, you know, you're obviously business partners with your brother. Talk about the challenge of, you know, obviously it's awesome to be with your family every day, but I'm sure, you know, there's little challenges associated with that. Just talk about that dynamic. Cause I think that's one of the coolest things about you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I mean, that's such a nice compliment for you to say. I'm, I, that's either really cool. That's one way to interpret it or, or I'm just crazy, you know? <laughs> um, look, I, I, I always followed my dreams and I was drawn to Hollywood because I just thought it was acting. But when you're young, you don't know, you don't know, like, you know, what your true calling is. So I came out here, my brother was out here doing his thing. And, um, as actors, it's an individual career. Like, you know, it's not anything like you could support each other. You can help each other run lines for auditions and stuff like that, but you're not part of a team. And I think being an athlete growing up and having sort of like that team spirit and camaraderie, I think that's sort of where Brandon and I have our mentality is that Hollywood is really tough, like very, very, very tough. And you have to have really thick skin. And it's pretty crazy, like the journey that we've been on just to get to this point. And what I think we realized is that we're both pretty unique. I think Brandon's one of the smartest people I know. 
and you guys will um, have to meet him on another occasion. Mm. He just thinks completely differently than me. And I think that what makes him and I a unique sort of force is that I'm a girl and he's a guy. So it's like a boy girl sister thing where you have like the different and like elements of energy, but then we think differently. And, but then we have the same taste. So it's a unique situation that I think brings a different touch. Usually you see like filmmakers, it's usually two brothers that are like directing partners or producing partners and whatnot. And I'm not really sure if there's a, a, a boy girl, um, I guess actors, but I don't know about producing. And what we found is that we're just better when we, when we, when we come together. And it, life is also a lot more fun because it's kind of like just building on going back to when we were kids going to the beach and just making like a sandcastle. You can do that by yourself, but if you have your friends and I'm lucky enough to call, you know, my, my siblings, some of my, you know, some of my best friends, life is so much more enjoyable when you get to spend those moments with people that you, it sounds super cliche, but it really is. It's so much better because when it's good, it's better. But then also when it's, when you're going to fall, like in its hardships, it's better that you get to have that support around you. Oh, fantastic. I mean, uh, to me, and just like Saba family is everything. I have two fraternal twin sisters and same thing oh, wow. when things are fantastic. Uh, obviously we love being around each other and sharing the news. And when things are rough, we uh, we're there to pick each other up. So uh, obviously we're siblings and we may butt heads every now and again, but uh, just similar to your brother, we do have a lot of similar interests and uh, they're not just uh, my sisters or they're also my best friends too. So he's going to start uh, crying wonderful. in a minute. <laughs> Getting a little emotional over here. Want to give a brief moment to talk about our newest sponsor, eBay, whether rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for as the original sneaker marketplace. eBay is a place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. And it also protects sellers with a verified return process. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers $100 and up, making it free to sell or flip your collection. Go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. But uh, I think that's a good segue for, for my next question. So with Corso uh, Studios, have you and your brother talked about not just producing these films, but also maybe in the future directing and acting in, in, in your films as well? Or are you just happy and content just producing them? Another good question. Um, right now, I've been getting asked that a lot. Do you want to direct? Right now, I don't. Like, I okay. don't. Um, producing, it's my first passion is acting. So juggling acting and producing is like having like five full-time jobs. And I feel really like confident and comfortable in that like space that I'm in right now. I think Brandon would make, uh, he'll probably dabble in the directing like i could see him directing tv or doing some cool stuff like that i think he'll, he'll eventually get there i think in our industry what you want to do i really don't think that you pick it i think you need to get here and you need to sp spend time here and find out not you, you'll learn like it's it's the process of elimination you're going to learn not only what you like or what you're good at but you're going to find out what you're not good at and what's not meant for you and over time if you have the 
sort of stamina to stick it out, you'll really learn what your calling is. So I think that there's more room to experiment, but right now we're super stoked about Corso Studios. Like we're, we're so full on, like we're going to green light our next project probably in another week or two. And we're just really, we're really enjoying this moment. That's great. Who's some of your biggest influences? Um, Can you narrow that question down? (laughs) Well, look, I, I, I read your bio on IMDb and uh, it talked about a specific influence that you had uh, that helped you uh, sort of, uh, uh, you know, cut your teeth when it comes to production. Could you talk about that a little bit? Are you talking about Mark? I am. Mark. I mean, yeah. If you want to talk about who's my producing mentor, it would be Mark Johnson. And for those who don't know who Mark Johnson is, He's a legend and he's so humble and he's so down to earth. He's on the board, uh, he's on the board for the Academy for the Oscars. And he was really good friends with my late godmother who that's how I met him is voting when I was like a teenager. He did the movie, the notebook he did. He produced the entire Chronicles of Narnia. Remember those movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he won the Oscar for rain man. And he's done cool sports movies like the rookie. And he's, Currently doing a lot of TV. He did Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He's just got his hands in everything. He has a new movie out right now, which is really funny. Um, I'll tell you why it's funny is because he's been mentoring me since I was 18. And he's got the same birthday as Brandon. So he's a Capricorn. And I know Capricorns the way they are. They're just very different people. And he's never told me, he's never been the mentor to tell me like what I want to hear. He's not the cheerleader. He doesn't. He, he's not like, well, he's nice. He's really, he's really polite in that sense, but he's like, he's like tough love. And I think that with him, it's almost like having like, just like that teacher who you're like, I'm, I'm getting the A, I get, you get an A, a minus, but then the, your teacher. And I think what it is, is that he saw potential in me. Cause I just had this conversation with him is that he always saw so much potential in me, which is huge yeah, I'm just makes me like blush just thinking about that because of who he is, is that he always pushed me even harder. And uh, there was so many times where I thought about quitting this industry because of how hard it is and just the ups and downs and trials and tribulations. And I just reach out to him at the times that really mattered. And, you know, he was there to catch me when I, when I would fall and when things were good, he would, you know, make sure to like knock me down a little bit. So I wouldn't get too ahead of myself. And I just feel like the luckiest girl in the world to be able to be surrounded by so many talented people that took a liking to help guide me. Now I did all the work for sure. I mean, he he hasn't thrown me any, any bones by any means. I wish I'm like still waiting for that phone call. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I also like, really like that. And I think, you know, you get older and you appreciate things more when you have to work for it and have to earn it. Because they say like the faster you, you know, the faster you build it or what is it like you said, the faster you build something, if it's not built with like a really solid foundation, it could fall apart as fast as it was built. And um, yeah, so I'm just back to, he's currently has the, one of the number, like one of the top movies right now called the little things that he did with John Lee Hancock. And it's with, Jared Leto, Denzel, yep. and Rami yep. Malek. Mm-hmm. So I shot Dreamcatcher 
before that. And then he helped us like on post-production and he was totally there for us through that process and totally helped us make it better. And, and then he went and jumped into that one. And every time I would call him, he was pretty stressed out and he was just like, this is a really intense movie. And I didn't read that script because I was too busy on my, so cut to pandemic and us getting a phone call saying you're in USA today for Dreamcatcher for the top movies to watch for 2021. That was really crazy because if you scroll down like two movies over my, our movie was right next to his. Yep. Wow. With a bunch of with a bunch of Oscar winners, you know what I mean? Like that was like it's a good list to be on. Yeah. It was, you know, it's those are like, you know, his movies called The Little Things. And I think it is, you know, it's that was a little moment that really validated, okay, maybe I'm not that crazy. (laughs) (laughs) We're all a little crazy, but at the same time, you kind of have to be to chase after your dreams, though. I really truly do believe that and have a great support system. Just like you said, it's, it's not going to be overnight. I have a 19 year old daughter that's at UNCW for film school. And one of the things I I try to, you know, it's hard being a a dad sometimes because she's my heart, she's my world, but I also have to give her that tough love and let her know anything you want in life, you got to work hard for it. And obviously I'll do what I can to get her there, but I have to remind her that as always. So Brian, I think that that's so cool, but don't you think like as a dad that like these phrases sound cliche, they sound oh, yeah. kind of like cheesy sometimes, <laughs> yeah. but, but, it, but, but we're at a different point in our lives now where yeah. we look back and you're like, Oh my God, those weren't just like words. Those weren't just like phrases. There was actually meaning <laughs> behind that agreed and, and you're right it, it, when you get to that point where you it, just like you said wow so my parents weren't like just instilling right. me with this for the heck of it like it really is true so um well let, let's go back to uh you know the movie we're here promoting obviously you know we're having a blast getting to know you and we're going to continue that ride as well but with Dreamcatcher, talk to me a little bit about the the cast you know with nikki Koss, zachary gordon travis burns lou ferrigno jr how was that process as far as not just um not not i'm not thinking of uh recruiting here but as far as the audition process goes and then on top of that as as uh, just a cast how was that vibe on set with all of them it was the best experience that i've ever had on a movie like period these kids are so cool they are so talented and we just went like the old school route we didn't attach any names Brandon and I were like, no, we're going to do an ensemble and there's not going to be one person. If you have an ego, like there's a door because there's not going to be one person that is going to, it's just not, there's no way we're going to have to wear many hats. It's a, it's a low budget film. So it's, if you want, you know, your own trailer, yeah, I'm going to have to send you to a trailer (laughs) facility. (laughs) That's not going to be this film. So we really needed to do uh, our due diligence in, in recruiting, as you were saying, to make sure that everybody was in the right headspace, that they really wanted it. And be, so what we did is we hired a casting director, Jamie Gallagher, who's so cool. I love her. She um, just full out, like, you know, did the whole audition process. And then we went to producer session with Jacob, uh, our director, and just started doing mix and match. So, you know, so she brought us her favorite and, and Jacob already at that point had his favorite. So we were just kind of there towards the end. And once, once like Zach, I remember Zach Gordon. So I don't know if you guys ever watched the Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the, those movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. 
So he was the wimpy kid. He, yeah, he played. I, I knew he looked familiar, and I was like, I know that kid. <laughs> so it's crazy because I've never seen any of those movies mm-hmm. growing up. Obviously, I've heard he had a, he had a ten. He beat out like thirty or forty thousand kids to get that role. Spent ten years of his life doing that thing. Got to the point where he's like, you know what? I want to be. I want to go to college. So he went to he went to high school and college, and then he got to college. He went to Orange County, um, uh, Chapman University, where Jacob also went and he came in like where are you from because he just like smashed his audition i was like where did this kid come from who is he flipped over like saw his resume and i'm like brandon looked at me like well that movie that movie and that movie and i'm like okay that's where you could tell like a child actor versus like an actor that maybe have started in high school and then moved to la and stuff like that there's just it's just a whole not talent wise night and day there was just something different mm-hmm. and um so we had him and then we just started doing mix and match and we, we liked nikki who just came off of you know her, her tv show on abc family uh with, with that girl what's her name bella thorne so they had a cool tv show um but we just liked her vibe we're like okay so throwing back to like the 90s i don't know do you guys ever see the movie the craft like the original one? Oh god yes yeah so do you remember like feruza balk Mm-hmm. Remember Cruise of So, like, we wanted somebody who was going to really be able to go there and sink her teeth and like take chances. And I just felt like we kept throwing so much at Nikki in the room that I said, "Wow, this girl, she's onto something." And if we can like really get her going, uh, and we messed with her. We 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 had her read with a bunch of people and then left because she at that time she was on on a hit show. Well, we had the casting director bring her back. We're like, okay, we started videotaping, hiring everybody and letting them know once we picked everybody, like, hey, she was halfway home, which was not very close. And the casting director said, can you come back, please? And she's like, wait, what? I already auditioned for this movie like four times. Like, what? And I'm sure like she would elaborate and use different words, but (laughs) they're like, yeah, they want to hear you scream. And she's like, wait. I've got like, I could send the voice clip. I've, I've done so many things where you, I could send you screen. We were totally messing with her. We just were trying to get her back in the room to mess with her purposely to like, like to, to show our personalities of like, Hey, we'll joke with you all day long. We said, and then, um, yeah. And she was like, do you really want me to scream? And I'm like, and then I stepped in and said, yeah, actually, yeah, I, I do. And she just looked at me like you kidding me. And then Brandon's like, just kidding. We just called you back to tell you that we'd love to have you in our movie. And she's like, what? And then she went like, ah, it was just really, uh, um, so yeah, I mean, I think we just did a really, our like motto is very family based and there's long hours on set. And we've been on this project now for almost what, three, like going on three years. And you really have to like, like, not only like, like, not only love what you do, but you also have to like who you're going to work with. Right. Because it's a whole thing. And, um, you know, a lot of the cast has been, um, they're like, they're best friends now. And it's really cool because I don't know if you guys know, so speed it up, but we, we found this kid, his name's Travis Burns and he looks like a young Brad Pitt. He plays Dreamcatcher. Yeah, he does. He's pretty fresh from, um, he's from Melbourne, Australia. And he walked in with an American accent. And then once we started talking to him, we're like, Brandon and I looked over and we're like, well, there's Dreamcatcher. And uh, we just talked to him. We're like, can you go outside and practice your lines, but come back with an Australian accent? Because EDM DJs, we just thought like it was plausible. 
sure. to have him just, to, I don't know, we just saw something in him. And so that was a cool moment to be like, well, you know, that sometimes, sometimes when somebody walks in the room, you just know that it's them. And sometimes you really like a person and you're thinking, how can I, how can you fit them in the mold? And, um, and I think with an ensemble, it's really, really, really cool because it all is like energy based. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, we have Lou Ferrigno Jr. Who is doing a lot right now. He's, you know, he's so cool. Obviously he played, his dad was the Hulk. Yeah. I... Did you guys ever see any of those movies? Like the- well, I mean, that's a little before my time, but I do know who Lou Ferrigno is. I mean, yeah. any, any gold's gym you walk into the United States, there's a picture of Lou Ferrigno <laughs> on the true. wall. So <laughs> it was before my time as well. I didn't know. I didn't know. I think I, um, I think my don't let the white and don't let the white in my beard fool you now. Okay. I'm not that. <laughs> um, who else do we have? We have, um, we have this girl, her name's Elizabeth Posey. And she was, she's, she's phenomenal. She's going to be so yes. big. Yes. And she's a, she's a blonde. She's the one she's that. The sister, like, right? Yeah. 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 She, the blonde she was, a spoiler. It's not a spoiler. Not a spoiler. <laughs> but the girl is so cool. Like in real life, she's just like everything that you want to see in somebody you like, you're rooting for her. And I always say that like girls want to be friends with her. Guys obviously want to, date her and she just has it like she could sing she can act she could dance she could play sports she can fight obviously you know in the movie you guys saw the movie she can fight yeah. like she's and she's like down to get banged up and bruised up and has like will still work like a very long day and 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 be so grateful and she, um, she had a very fierce vibe like yeah. i would describe her as fierce yet soft you know what i mean like she's just very disarming she she was she was phenomenal Mm -hmm. yeah i think she's gonna i think she's gonna do i can't wait to see what happened well with all of them and then but when she came in we're like okay well there's a there's a young brad pitt and then over here we have a young charlize theron right and we're like what is going on i think the casting gods were on our side that week or i don't know what but Really, what I'm starting to think is that there's a bigger picture here because I just feel like this movie has a lot of luck. And I think that we set the tone from the get-go of you really do have to love what you do out here, bottom line. And if you don't, it's going to show. Like, you can't cheat. I'm, like, a big believer in humanity. Like, I root for humanity. I think that we're – I think we're a lot smarter than sometimes – the media likes to give us credit for. And, and I just think that you can't BS people. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Very true. Behern, I got, I got my two questions. Left. Oh, you got anything it. else you oh, want to ask? No, no. Uh, honestly, I, she's Crystal, you have been fantastic. This is such a great, yeah, interview, it's a great interview going. So no, Sable, go ahead and, and hit her. All right. Now. So <laughs> you were in Thor Ragnarok, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So one of the questions we ask most of our guests is who is your favorite Avenger? I don't know. I don't know. What do you mean? There's no wrong answer here. There's There's no no wrong wrong answer. I mean, there is a wrong answer, but I won't talk about it. Who's your, who's, who's your favorite? I have Iron Man shit everywhere. I, I, I love Iron Man. I love Captain America. 
it's 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 neck and neck for me. But when I when we talk like who's my favorite Avenger, like it's it's Tony Stark, Iron Man, Downey, and then if you go Chris Evans, like like um, like American. smoldering Cap in Infinity War when he had the beard and stuff. Like yeah. that's the period where he goes above Downey for me. But every other period, it's 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 Iron Man. I think so. I think it has to be, you know, he's just, he's fierce. You want to talk about like bringing an edge. I mean, that's Marvel. We'll we'll touch on Jacob in a second. That's Marvel's so big. And I got very lucky falling into that part. And I didn't know it was a pickup day. They shot the whole thing overseas and um, long story short, I just got very lucky. And then I didn't even see the movie and I got phone calls saying, Hey, we, you're you're when I said wait, what? it was just Marvel one of those don't miss. Where, they it was just don't one fucking of those things miss. where I, I I it's so like gosh, call it the law of attraction or what, but like when you want something like badly enough, like it, it it'll never come to you. But I I there's something about like when you don't try and you do, like I don't know what it is, but like when you don't care, hmm. like things just come to you. And I I don't that was one of those examples and working with Taika is he was so smart and just that dude's fucking amazing so so touching um on Marvel is our writer director Jacob I'm so Mm -hmm. excited for him like you want to if you guys want like I'm gonna call it Jacob Johnson's gonna be the next big thing in Hollywood he is so smart. Like you guys have no idea. You guys should interview him. He's we want so to. Smart. Yeah, we'd love to. We get him. We'll we'll, we'll interview him. Yeah. He is one. We'll do it together because yeah, like yeah. he, his energy is so infectious, and he's just man. There's nothing like him. Like he really is. Like first of all, he's a prodigy, mm-hmm. guys. He put together a jigsaw puzzle, like almost like. 2000 like okay almost 3000 jigsaw puzzle you know those adult ones yeah yeah at the age of two and a half like in only a few hours who hasn't done that then the kid <laughs> speaks five languages fluently Jeez, he uh he graduated university in i think one or two years where most people it takes four and then he got a job working or at six Marvel. yeah or, or levantine <laughs> <laughs> Then he goes and gets a job at Marvel, works his way up. And I'm really good friends with one of the co-presidents at, at Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I was even asking him, like, wait, is this guy like, what's his, like, you know, is it, am I crazy or like, is this guy? And he's like, oh, no, Jacob's great. And so Brandon and I and him became very, just very good friends. And that's how we started working together. We have another, um, if you guys like the movie, The Skulls, we have a movie that we're kind of like, similar or, or rosemary's baby if you want to go further back so we have some fun unique that project. movie's scary yeah it's pretty trippy and so jacob so jacob worked at marvel stepped away from it because he was ready to have his own individual career sure and so he took the the risk of um he trusted brandon and i for his directorial debut so that's really cool uh so (laughs) we'd love to we'd love to have him for sure yeah absolutely but we're focused we're focused on you right now right right. (laughs) yeah he's definitely for another episode and would love to have both he uh well there's my add just kicked in (laughs) um no what i was gonna say there is the whole mark because you guys touch in a marvel and then and then you ask me the next question is that 
So he came with uh, like a little Mar- Marvel army. So like our mask, the Dreamcatcher mask, that was all Marvel, like the Marvel guys. And um, so there's a lot to him. And I think it's just a, so, and I also tell people what's Dreamcatcher? It's if Wes Craven and Marvel, the Marvel universe had a baby, a movie baby, it's Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Right. Nice, nice. And, and as, as a first time director, I'm sure with, you know, the ensemble cast, no egos, none of that. I, I can see why this was like such an amazing experience for you. Cause I'm sure just the amount of energy, the fun, all that must've just been, I mean, palpable. It was on our, our first week we, we threw the huge, it was supposed to be like a calm first week. And then of course, anything that can go wrong did. Mm-hmm. So we got a phone call from the warehouse guy and said, actually, um, we, uh, we're going to flip your schedule. And this is like, it's a popular location. They shot like Ford versus Ferrari and they do like everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just, again, like this little independent film who was like, well, we'll take your Sunday afternoon and <laughs> get you. we'll take what we can get. And so we had to throw this huge party. Like you guys know yeah. how that club festival was. And so when I was like, okay, going back to the trailers, not we weren't going to give everybody trailers. There's no way not with an ensemble because we wanted them to mesh. So I got call my friend. He's got a huge um, tour bus company, like for all the stars. Uh-huh. And I said, Hey, can you, can you send me some, you know, send me some trailers. And I threw, we threw the cast in there, the ensemble uh, for the opening week. And every time I went back, these kids were like dancing. Like there was a full on like dance party in there. And I was like, this is exactly what we wanted because you can't, I don't care how good of an actor you are. Like you just, you can't fake it, the chemistry. And I think that that really translated to these kids came fast friends and lasting friends, you know? And it's just, that's what I wanted to get into this industry for was like, let's have fun and, uh, and then just throw it out there and see what happens. Great, awesome, Sable. What's the what's the other one you're gonna hit her with? Listen, <laughs> this is this is the debate of all debates. It's been going on in my life for probably a decade. Lots lots of debates in my household with me and my girlfriend Courtney. We've been together for a very long time. Lots of debates with my with a lot of my closest friends. Is a hot dog? A sandwich. No. Okay. Thank just think, think through it. Think through <laughs> no. it. What is no. a sandwich? A sandwich is with flatbread. Okay. <laughs> this is always where it goes. It so just talk through it. Eat. And it just lays down like it's going to bed. Where okay. a hot dog's more like taking a nap, like you fall asleep on the lounge chair and you're sitting upright. And it's like, that's still not... No, you're still not a sandwich. So you're the one. You're, you're so you're in the you're in the camp that uh, you know a hot dog's a hot dog, a hamburger is a hamburger, and then like a ham sandwich is a ham sandwich. Well, you yeah. don't think a hamburger is a sandwich either, then, right? No. Do you guys have Wendy's? Do you guys have Wendy's? Where of you course. Yeah. Okay, you know what drives me crazy is like the meat is square, but the bun is round. Right. Hold on, though. I got one more for you. We're, we're, we're getting there. So you think that a hamburger. Yeah, you know, up over sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. I love this. I love having this conversation because it's it's a lot of debate here. So a hot dog's a hot dog. A hamburger's a hamburger. When you go to Wendy's and you order the spicy chicken, what is that spicy chicken thing called? 
I haven't been to Wendy's in a very it's long time. It's a spicy time. chicken sandwich, right? It's a piece of chicken on the same bun as the hamburger. So I don't know. Listen, we'll stop here because I'm going a little. T- we're, we're going off on a tangent with the hot dog thing that we never do. <laughs> you are in. You are of the opinion that a hot dog is not a sandwich, and I'm okay with that. Well, it's not. Thank you. And she is in the majority of it. I do have a question food-wise, though, especially because you're on the West Coast, and I am a big fan, and normally it's one or the other. Are you in and out or are you Whataburger? That's a- in and out. Yep. In and out. Same here. I love it. So I mean, much. I mean, have you guys been to LA before? I was at Laguna Beach one time for work a long time ago, and that was yeah. my first in and out experience as well as Whataburger. And in I've and been out there for day. work a few times. So when you fly into LAX, but if you flew into Orange County, that may have been at a uh, different airport. Mm-hmm. But when you fly, like literally when you fly into the international airport, LAX, there's a there's a in and out right there. And usually like the, either like when I drop my friend, well, this is before Uber, when I drop my friends or family on, you you stop at in and out. And when you land, you say, hey, pull over. I want an in and out. It's kind of a ritual. Well, that's it. I got nothing else. I just want to tell you that um, I appreciate it. You fought through some some technical difficulties, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the stories you told, the the emotion I could see when you were kind of talking about working with your family and those kind of things that it's just uh, that stuff resonates with me, the mm-hmm. grind, the fight, the ups and downs. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on zero dark nerdy. And we appreciate the opportunity to sit down with you on, you know, the eve of one of the biggest moments of, of your career. So, so yeah. thank you very, very much. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Saba pretty much summed it up for me. Again, everybody check it out. Dreamcatcher, March 5th, on demand and digital. Uh, Crystal, any you know shout outs as far as you know friends, family, or how people can find you maybe on social media? Now's now's your your time to plug anything and all things Crystal and uh Quartzo Studios. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I want to hang out with you again. Um oh, please, we, we look, yeah. Back. I mean, anybody can find <laughs> me uh Twitter, Instagram. Just it's very simple at Crystal Beta. But yeah, my I just look, we made this movie with so much passion and so much love and listen to it loud because it's an audio and visual movie and really pay attention, like pay attention. There's a lot of really funny jokes in there. There's a lot of information. Uh, we still, I still haven't met one person who was able to guess the ending, uh, of who, who the killer is. And, um, so yeah, if you want to reach out and tell me that you guessed it, you you know, I'm available. Otherwise I just hope everybody enjoys it. We had fun making it. And, uh, if all goes well, we'll make a dream catcher tune, uh, dream catcher two, not, uh, too far away. Excellent. Excellent. We got to know too. I know you said you're getting ready to green light another project. So anytime you want to jump on, please let us know. You have been, uh, just a a blessing of a breath of fresh air when it comes to just, the energy, like uh, like I said, it's just fantastic coming off you. And I know you're on a very, very tight, busy schedule with the promo for all this. So it was fun to let loose with you. Enjoy some uh, some White Claws and we'll definitely <laughs> enjoy more. But, uh, again, thank you so much for your time. Again, everybody out there listening and watching, please be sure to check it out. Dreamcatcher On Demand and Digital, March 5th. Crystal, thank you so much for joining us. Hang out with us for just a little bit before I hit the record button. Everybody out there listening, don't forget to find us on our website, 
popculturepodcast.com. That's where you can get the episodes, our videos, entertainment news, notes, and of course our blogs. Big shout outs to our uh, sponsors, Andrew Newman, attorney at law. Uh, attorneynewman.com is the website helping you with all your civil, criminal, and traffic court needs here in North Carolina. And uh, that's it. Be excellent to each other. Be good. Don't forget the Pop Culture Awards voting still going on. It's on our blog page where you can vote for your favorite films, video games, uh, TV shows of 2020. And again, we appreciate the love here in the in the states as well as overseas and abroad. So, and the Believe Podcast Network, oh. number one podcast <laughs> network for professionals. That's right. And be sure to check out Saba's uh, and Luke's podcast, The Water Cooler. Go ahead and do your little thing at WC Sports Pod. Check us out. Yep, all things sports. You guys just released uh, the Timeline of Terror Part. Yeah, Timeline of Terror Part Three. But we've been doing a lot of different things. Quarterback carousel. We got all kinds of NFL offseason stuff coming up. Uh, just check it out. Check it out. We love you guys. Enjoy your lives. All right, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Yeah, victory and anger management. Fuck anger management. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.